Welcome to a bonus episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home. I'm your host, Brian McCullough. Taylor Lawrence over at The Atlantic, has the influencer beat locked down. I've told you about so many of her stories, often as long reads. If you think influencers, the universe of YouTube stars, Instagram stars, social media stars generally is a niche thing, I'm here to tell you, no way. This is already a huge industry with a ton of money sloshing around in it. And Taylor covers this space better than anyone else. So today, we get a sense of this space from all angles, society-wise, business-wise, even platform-wise. But first, a word from our sponsors. Okay, now let's talk to the great Taylor Lawrence. Here, here's, here's why I'm so thrilled. Your beat is so fascinating to me. And I, so maybe that's actually my first question is, uh, I'm imagining, you know, it's like one of those old thirties movies or something. You go to the editor and you'd be like, I want to cover the influencer social media beat or, or do they come to you and propose it to like, how, how did you get on this beat? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for almost a decade, so it's been a long time. Um, I kind of, um, yeah, a little over 10 years ago, um, start, got really into Tumblr. I had not really like spent a lot of time on the internet growing up. And then I graduated college and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was working temp jobs. I got extremely into Tumblr. Like it was my life, like 16 hours a day on Tumblr. And um, I kind of just, I, I don't know. I just got really into sort of like internet culture and I became really involved in a lot of Tumblr communities, but also like kind of um, got a lot of my own audience online and then like met a lot of other people, I guess, that were like kind of early YouTube Tumblr people, um, like YouTube stars, Tumblr people. But it was, I mean, it was still pretty early back then. Um, I didn't really, so I started, yeah. So that kind of like got me interested in the internet and I was, I sort of ended up because of my the success of a bunch of tumblers that I made, um, getting a job at an ad agency. So I was running social media for brands and started just writing about it on the side. I felt like a lot of people weren't taking, um, I guess, like the internet culture seriously, or I felt like they weren't really covering Tumblr the way that I thought it should be or covering a lot of the online communities that I was involved with, um, like very well. Um, and so yeah, I just sort of started to do more and more of it, and I've been doing it ever since. Well, <laughs> um, but I will say, oh, sorry, what were you saying? Well, I was going to say, uh, sorry to interrupt. I, the yeah, no, I, I, you're you are of course a big picture covering internet um, culture in general. But would you say that what you've been covering recently is like uh, influencer culture? It's crazy. I've been covering influencer culture for seven years. Like mm. I. I don't, I launched in back in end of 2014, 2015, I actually helped um, launch a sub brand for Time Inc. that was under People Magazine um, covering influencers. I, I mean, I helped re- completely redefine the way that people in EW approached um, covering. At that time, they were calling them digital stars, but it was, you know, sort of, it was influencers. People just didn't call them influencers as much then, but um, I've been covering like, and I, I've covered a lot of early Vine stars, MySpace people, early YouTube. Um, I think, I think people just, it's this really weird, um, confluence of things because I actually feel like for so long, it was really hard. Like I, my stories didn't get a lot of attention and I just kind of wrote for fun. Um, but definitely in the past, like 
weirdly like the past two years um I think it's kind of exploded and suddenly there's a lot of like mainstream media that suddenly is covering this space um which is amazing because it just validates my beat more um but uh, yeah, and I think that that sort of correlates with um, how a lot of this sort of like influencer culture has become mainstream, well, where suddenly people are like, oh. <laughs> well, let's define that a little bit. Uh, you, you know, you're mentioning sure. YouTube, even MySpace, uh, Vine. Yeah. Let's pour one out for Vine. The, <laughs> the concept is essentially these, I guess, social platforms, but any, any of these modern platforms can turn anyone theoretically into a star to have some sort of a following so is this this is like a multi-billion dollar almost industry at this point right yeah oh not almost i mean it's projected to reach up to 20 billion uh the influencer marketing industry is projected to reach up to 20 billion um by next year it's okay. a huge industry so um yeah this is my first okay. question sure what so, go ahead sorry no, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, why are brands suddenly so willing to play ball with randos that have an Instagram account? Because, again, this is maybe, I'm probably going to have to reference being an old man uh, many too many yeah. times in this conversation. It was for so long, brands shied away from the hoi polloi and this sort of media. Um, and, and, and maybe that, that has to do with... Um, you had to prove yourself first. Maybe by having followers now, they've ipso facto proven themselves in brands' eyes. But what what changed that well, made brands feel comfortable with randos <laughs> that have a bunch um, of followers? Yeah, it's funny because I so I used to, as I said, work in the ad agency world, and I remember back in 2012, um, I was helping run social for Verizon, and they did we did a ton of influencer marketing back then. I mean, we did a lot of people like this is gonna date it but it was back in like google plus and i remember we like did a bunch of unboxing videos with big google plus people and youtube stars and we had like i think we did something with felicia day and you know so brands have been doing um influencer marketing for a long time um i mean the industry itself is over a decade old um but i think i think that these people are just getting like more mainstream attention and so much of the rise of Instagram has kind of like created this boom where anybody themselves, like these influencers are not just social media stars. They're almost like little mini entrepreneurs. So they're marketing their own brands. They're doing a lot of their own deals. So it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not so much that like it's been validated by these big brands who have sort of always relied on word of mouth and um, like so-called influencer marketing. Um, but I think it's more like these people taking like these quote-unquote influencers taking um i guess power onto themselves to market market like their own products or start their own line or like so much is also tied to the rise of e-commerce and um you know how anybody can set up a shopify shop now and mm -hmm. sell their own merch or stuff like that so um yeah i think i think that's really helped it kind of explode the past couple years too. well okay you mentioned felicia day and, and this is kind of what i'm poking at um sure. well, well she even she might not have been super well known but she had been on tv shows she had you know okay, agents well, that's a, maybe that's a bad example I, I will say i'll say like jake or logan paul or nash right Rear or exactly how 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 come all of a sudden brands are comfortable a random 17 year old in peoria if if it can be shown that they have seventy thousand Instagram followers, that that's enough 
for them to feel comfortable working with them. Well, it's not. I mean, people don't just, these brands don't do these deals lightly. I mean, there's a huge infrastructure that's kind of being built. I mean, that said, it's, it's very, it's, it's changing constantly because these platforms are always evolving and, um, you know, there are a lot, there's still needs to be so much, so many standards put into the industry, but, um, I mean, brands are always looking for an audience and they're looking for good creative, um, and just good distribution, you know, appropriate distribution and, um, production. And you can get basically all three of those things by doing a successful influencer partnership. Um, I think, you know, so say you are Applebee's and you want to reach, I don't know, like, yeah, I guess like tween girls or young teen boys or people that watch a specific social media influencers, like videos, um, doing a deal with them is good. I mean, because you can basically get access to that audience. Um, you know, you work with the YouTuber to develop like creative that seems natural. That's going to be a fit for this audience. And the YouTuber or, or influencer is going to do all the production for you. So it's, it's just a really effective form of marketing when done right. Um, and it's much more cost effective sometimes than shooting an ad and then trying to kind of like target those people through, you know, sort of third party ads or through a television campaign or other things like that. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, it's easier to kind of just plug into somebody else's audience. Because they're, they're, they're believing the brands are believing that there's direct trust, that this audience is not intermediated. Um, who, the 70,000 followers really trust this 17 year old, whoever he, he I mean, or she there is. is. There is. I mean, there's, there's proof that people trust, um, you know, yeah, absolutely. And people do trust influencers more. I mean, you do trust an influencer, recommendation over some random advertisement for sure because there's a nature of well one you've opted into their content which is huge so that shows a great deal of intent and two um a lot of times you're the reason that you're following a particular influencer is because they're aspirational and so you rely on them to kind of curate things in your life for you and so you are sometimes like very primed to kind of take recommendations from them um, which is what makes that type of marketing when when it's a fit um, so successful. Um, so some of the stuff that you've written about that I find fascinating is uh, you mentioned that the, the infrastructure that is being built up around this with these yeah. agencies and brokers and whatnot. How come? And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you, you know way more about this than I do. But why does that no. still feel so skeevy? Um, I don't. I don't think it. I don't. I wouldn't say it feels skeevy. Um, Maybe I'm just hearing like, all the headlines of when like people make off with other people's money and things like that. Or... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not skeevy. I think that this is an emerging market, just the same way. If you think of like SEO boom, remember like mm -hmm. when everyone wanted to kind of like jump on it, and everyone had to have an SEO expert, and it was this new emerging field. Um, that's sort of the same thing with influencer marketing. Um, you know, it's it's kind of it's just becoming like very mainstream or I would say it's just become really mainstream the past couple of years and so everyone sort of wants to jump on the bandwagon um so obviously you're going to get a bunch of kind of like scammers and hackers and kind of uh you know not great people jumping along in that but but I mean I would say a, a large majority of people that are in that business are 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 far from skeevy. I mean, a lot of these people are, are big Hollywood entertainment executives. I mean, it, it's not a it's not a skeevy industry. I would say at all. Is is there a way to platform this in the sense that? Uh, well, all all of these influencers are on platforms. We know that, right? Yeah. But do you think that there is a company that's going to come? Someone's going to come that's going to regimentize all of this 
commoditize all of this and so like it's almost a layer on top of all the platforms that there will be an icm or a whatever sort of where the the it'll be one huge company that brands can go and 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 do their ad spend across all influencers do, do, do you feel like that's a trend that's coming our way so um influencer platforms are already a, a big trend and i actually wrote a big feature about one of the oldest ones um, speaker, which was actually not paying their influencers. Um, That's one of the ones which, that made me say that. Yeah, so that has been around. I mean, that one has been around for um, almost a decade, which just shows you how long influencer marketing has already, you know, been a thing. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's thousands of them. Um, more than one opened a day. Um, I think it was 2017. The stat was that 400 new influencer marketing platforms opened. Um, in 2017 alone, and even more in 2018, I'm sure even more will open in 2019. Um, so people, these are cropping up all over. Um, yeah, and the value is that a brand can kind of go to these platforms and and you do do an ad spend. It's it's usually, it's, it's almost never a brand it's themselves. It's like a sub agency to a sub agency. Um, the benefit to these influencers is that you can sign up for a bunch of these platforms and get a lot of inbound, um, which is great. But like you said, or like kind of we were both saying, is like I think because there's so many of them, the quality control is not always great. And um, like we saw, even the most theoretically reputable one um, when it came, you know got into a lot of financial trouble and wasn't paying people. So um, it's usually better for for you know influencers to deal directly with with brand reps if they can. I hope you won't think that I'm completely ignorant about all this because one of the reasons I do oh, this no. is because I want I want to learn more about the space. Um, oh my god! Just the fact that you even know what I cover is like every day. I'm like, oh my god! Someone read my work. What? Well, okay. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you one. Let's because I want to switch to this side of the the equation. Sure. Um, I, one of the things that bothers me about, and this is me editorializing, so forgive me. Uh, sure. Everybody turning them, trying, to, wanting to be influencers, and wanting and 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 turning themselves into these brand ambassadors and whatever they're doing, <laughs> is sort of the emotional stake in that. And this is me remembering. It reminds me of the the poker boom of the last decade, where it ends up you just gotta spend t twenty hours a day grinding stuff out, and you make a tiny <laughs> little living at the end of it. So like, um. Like the, the the piece that made me think of that was about posting fake uh, sponsored content to pretend like you've already made it. Um, yeah. When when you're covering when you're covering the uh, the people on the other side of it, not the brands, the 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 wannabe influencers. Um, what, how emotionally are you feeling about them? Oh, I mean emotionally i feel great about them i guess i don't know i have a lot of friends that are influencers i i've like i said i've been in this space for a long time i mean i think one thing i feel is that i i want um that i respect their work i guess and i think that there's so much so much of the coverage around them seems so rude and snarky and i which i just and which i just did okay Here's my reason no. for skepticism. Here's my reason no, for skepticism. I mean, it's way worse. It's way worse. And I actually, you know, it's funny with that fake Boncon article. I think what a lot, you know, a lot got cut out that that I think would help um, with context. And I tried to say a lot of this on Twitter, but um, you know, this is not a new concept. Like, right. You know, magazines give away ad space for free. People, you know, new new platforms like on you know television they gave away ad space for free, giving away like 
sort of pretending that you have deals that you don't um, is 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 sort of like a long it's not pretending you don't have deals. It's, it's basically doing spec work. Um, it, it's something that a lot of it, it's sort of commonplace in a lot of creative professions. Like, like I said, I used to come from the ad agency world and, you know, we would constantly do spec work for clients or trying to new, win new business, things like that. And so that's essentially, um, I would say close to what these people are doing. They're basically, it's people that are kind of on the cusp of doing brand deals or they want to do better brand, brand deals and they want to show, they want to show those brands what they can do. Um, and they want to show these these brands that they like that they can deliver. And so, you know, they are going to give away some of their work for free. Um, and so like that can be read as really dystopian. And I, I get that it is um, because it's mm -hmm. like, wow, like you're just debasing yourself because you want to like doing all this know, free work for this multi-billion dollar brand. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, yeah, but also like, these people are little mini entrepreneurs and often, right. you know, to run a business and to generate leads, you have to give a certain amount of work away for free. It's just something about like the influencer level, like layer to it that people hate. And so, yeah, that article, I felt bad for the people in it because I was like, Oh, I get you. I get what you're doing, but I, I can also see people from the outside snarking on it. Well, so. no, but this is why you're <laughs> it so, is a little dystopian. this is why you're so <laughs> smart about this sort of stuff is because that just reframing it as you're doing work on spec, that makes a, a, a ton of sense. Right. Um, yeah. Mike, uh, maybe final ish question though, is the, no, second to final question. Sure. Um, <laughs> the concept of like, well, not everyone can be a star. So do you believe either, we're in a new paradigm where, well, everyone can be a star a little bit. Like, it's almost like I would, I want to buy into a utopia where maybe everyone can make a, a couple hundred extra bucks a month shilling for whoever or whatever. And, and, and everyone <laughs> can be their own little universe of star. Cause I actually, you know, there's tons of corners of the internet where that's been true for 25 years. Um, yeah. Or is, do, are you afraid that, like, well, not everyone can make it. Like, there's there's, there's a limit to how much everyone can be a little entrepreneur and uh, and, and have their 15 seconds of, of fame. I think you just have to look at it. I mean, you, it completely depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to get into traditional Hollywood, um, yeah, you know, becoming an influencer can be really powerful um, because – you know, a lot of, I wrote, I wrote a lot about this um, more kind of when I was at the Daily Beast, I think I wrote a lot more like entertainment crossover stories or even previously, but um, yeah, I mean, if you want to enter, like become like a true sort of Hollywood star, like quote unquote famous in the traditional sense, like becoming an influencer is a good way to get there because you have this giant online audience so you're more likely to get cast in roles, you're more likely to get a modeling contract, all of that stuff. Um, for most people, they're not looking for that kind of like mass fame. It's more like we talked about, like supporting yourself, supporting your family, um, you know, having your own little business. And I think that that's a lot that, that is pretty accessible. Um, I mean, I basically use my online following to launch a career in journalism, which is great. Like, I think that it just it, it kind of like is what you make it. I don't see this era lasting forever. I think like these big open broadcast based social platforms are really toxic. And I don't think people are going to spend time on them forever. So I don't I don't know that like, you know, this sort of like path to like success or fame or whatever is going to be around forever. I mean, I think it will be around forever in the sense of like garnering an audience and marketing to that audience is always valuable. But I think like, I, I don't know whether the age of like 
you know, Instagram is going to, Twitter, Facebook is going to last forever. Well, <laughs> that you, you stole my final question, which was like, is this the new normal or whatever? But what you, by saying that, what you made me think of is that there's always going to be something new. But what I've seen time after time is like the, the, the people we know, we know now that got famous because of blogging were the early ones. And the people that we know now, like yeah. Justin Bieber was early on YouTube. Like, so yeah. it's almost like it, it every time there's a new paradigm there there are it's not that well obviously there's always going to be a certain amount of people that will get super rich and super famous out of it and not everyone can but then it's always the next platform or the next thing like the people that are early and most successful there so it's almost like a cyclical thing yeah and it's funny people are always like what's the next instagram or whatever and i'm like i don't know I think like, I mean, I think that this, like you said, we're in this current paradigm of like these speed-based social platforms and these big open systems and little to no moderation. And that's been great for all of these current stars. Um, but I think, you know, if I was like a savvy 16-year-old or whatever, and I'm looking to get an audience, I don't, I don't know. Um, I would probably be looking at like more creative ways or think, trying to think about the future. Um, I think, yeah, because I, I, I don't think it's going to last forever. That said, you know, I think people, oops, sorry, um, I think there's always a generation to like capitalize on, you know, the current system. I definitely capitalized on Tumblr. I mean, I wouldn't be where I was without Tumblr. And it was such a brief window. Um, and if I didn't exploit it, I wouldn't have the job I have today. So I'm really grateful. But, you know, in terms of what would I exploit now? I don't know. You know, it's a different world. Um, Instagram is really saturated. Facebook is dying. Um, I guess maybe TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> well, apparently, definitely TikTok. But also, pour one out for Tumblr. I guess we have to at this point, right? Uh, every day I pour one out for Tumblr. Yeah. 